0: I'm talking about the Echo Plex trolls over here guys. They're ascended masters.
1: A casting tone I'm a bit underwhelmed By the sample show <laughs> Mr. Pistruck fraternity guy You cup ass asshole Bloodshot eyes Get drunk and fight Every night Idolize Bradley Belittle woman's rights Homophobic racist And don't give a fucking hey Do you think you can drive A bigger truck Wear your baseball cap and decide to let everyone know that you're a nice guy I was so cool, I was so impressed Lots of chicks in the barrel chest Cause you're a real man, punch for punch Gonna piss in your face A nice guy who speaks through his fits the Prick with a pension for messing with heads A broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed Alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too But you're probably uh, Before she gets away from you She's losing the and crying All your friends say that you're a nice guy Have a drink, this one's on me Look you're doing fine, I'm losing to your disease No, not I'll pack your bags Very you with my cash It's <laughs>
2: We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Media. I don't know why I keep saying we, because it's always just me now. <laughs> I fucking scared everybody off of the uh, cyclonic panic attack of a news clip show, which is, I guess, good or bad. I don't know. My favorite co-host is no co-host, as, as I sometimes say. Anyway, real quick announcement um, for the foreseeable future going forward, Monday and Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, the Media Wench will be discussing all things Shasta, and if she runs out of that, she'll be talking about some of the national news stuff that I don't always like talking about. <clears throat> Again, that'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Media. We're trying to decide whether or not that is going to be a podcast feed. We'd like to see all of my normal uh, regulars if you're around. Uh, pop in and say hi and check it out. The media wench is uh, gonna be doing some interesting things, and I believe she'll be taking phone calls. I made sure today that our phone system works, and um, and it works. So that's amazing. That's the one thing around here that I haven't maintained, and it hasn't broken. Anyway, other stuff. You can support this project at uh, ecoplexmedia.com. Click that support tab. Best way is memberships through Fourth Wall. That's uh just eplex.store and you can get Patreon like memberships there but they're better than Patreon because the fourth wall is cooler than Patreon plus you automatically get a discount on any merch you buy you don't even have to put in a promo code I'm producer Dave you can find me on grinder and uh and threads and this is what the people want
3: I don't hate the cops there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. Donate the cops. When the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Donate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. is the sound of a taser, your body drops. Donate the cops. Donate the cops. Donate the cops. Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Cops
2: Uh, runs an ad during the Super Bowl, and uh, this is this year's ad. Every day, millions of people ask, "What is Scientology?" A space alien cult. Here's an idea: What if you just take a look?
3: See for yourself.
2: What if you see for yourself
4: no see.
5: who we are, no what we believe? and what we stand for. Our
6: doors are open
5: to all people, of all faiths, in every corner of the world.
6: So what is Scientology? Maybe it's time to look.
2: And decide for yourself as l ron hubbard said some people are more bottom than others for the people listening on the podcast i have a whole soundboard we don't really use it much during the podcast part of the show you should check out the live show at twitch.tv uh slash uh, echoplex media anyway i didn't know where to put this next one so i put it i mean i put it first until i saw that scientology ad i don't know what the hell is going on here um guess larry david was on the today show and um i guess he attacked elmo i don't know people were mad about this i i think it probably doesn't matter and i probably don't care but people were talking about it
4: let's go over to alfred checking the weather
3: and oh, wait wait
4: wait 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 wait
3: oh Oh, you love Elmo, don't you? Why? Oh, my Elmo, God. Mr. Lye, Elmo liked you before. Ask permission,
7: <laughs> ask permission before you touch people, oh. Larry. Let's,
3: let's, let's get back on the couch mm. and let's talk about how
7: you feel. <laughs> they would have canceled the show, <laughs> Elmo, for the last season.
8: Larry, oh. All right, Larry you've gone too far this time <laughs> Yes, Larry Somebody's Somebody, somebody <laughs> had
5: to do it oh. Is anybody really surprised?
3: He's oh, going to
9: no. hes gonna sue y'all for the teaser I'm going <laughs> to sue him for
1: something yes. <laughs> That's right, Louie uh, Okay oh. <laughs> yeah. All right well, okay.
10: Let's, uh, let's show, show you what's happening Weather-wise <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming uh,
2: I have no idea why anyone cared about that People were tweeting about it for an entire fucking day, and I have no idea why anyone cared about that. <clears throat> but that one guy was right. He's like, you yeah, ask permission before you touch people, even if it's an Elmo. What would have been really funny is if Elmo would have whooped that ass. <laughs> that would have been very funny if Elmo would have whooped that ass. Um, all right, up next, we got... Uh, Apparently, uh, Silver Fox had, uh, Chris Christie on to talk about. Wait, what the hell? Oh no. where where'd it go? That's the one. This is, uh, the show is done live. Anyway, uh, Silver Fox Anderson Cooper had, uh,
6: Turning to the D.C. appeals court ruling. Chris
2: Christie on to talk about Trump not being able to have immunity.
6: In addition to having served as U.S. attorney for New Jersey and then governor, he's also a newly published author. His new book out just today is What Would Reagan Do? Life Lessons from the Last Great President. I
5: spoke to him just before airtime.
6: First of all, the reaction to the federal appeals court decision.
5: Look, I think it's a a very tight, concise decision. Uh, I don't think there's any grounds for appeal. Um, I don't know why the Supreme Court would want to take it, uh, and I think it's what's going to lead to is a trial later this spring um, in, in Washington. You,
6: you think the trial will actually take place before the election?
5: Oh, I absolutely. Do look. There's you know, a couple of things. Won't he
6: try to delay? I mean, even if there's not grounds for an appeal, I mean, he'll. He'll try, concerned.
5: but if you, you know, when I read the decision today, one of the things he, the Circuit Court did was say if he wanted to appeal to the Supreme Court, he had until Monday to do it. Mm. Um, usually, it's ninety days. They gave him until Monday and said, if you don't, then we're just going to lift the stay. So I think, you know, he's going to have some decisions to make regarding how he wants to I'm sure he's going to try to appeal to the Supreme Court. You don't
6: think they would take it up?
5: I don't. I don't. I think it's a very tight, narrow ruling. And I don't think that the Supreme Court would be looking to take it up uh, on a 3-0 decision that, in fact, uh, I think is, is the correct decision.
6: Do you have confidence that politics wouldn't influence some of the judges on the Supreme Court?
5: I, I do. And I think the other politics that people don't think about is the small-p politics of this. Um, they already have to be involved uh, this coming week in hearing the ballot access uh, argument. Um, I don't think they want to take two election-related mm-hmm. cases. And I think Justice, Chief Justice Roberts has been pretty clear about that over time in some of his public speeches, that in the aftermath of Bush v. Gore, he really was going to try to keep the court out of uh, those type of disputes if he could.
6: Do you think any of the president's trials will actually be adjudicated before the Republican convention?
5: Yes. I think at least the January 6th trial will be, or could be, very well. I, I think it could probably start beginning in May. Basically what the trial judge has said is that she'll give them a day for every day that the case has been stayed to prep. Um, if the Supreme Court makes this decision, let's say whether they take the case or not and assume they don't take it by the end of this month, um, which I think is likely, uh, then that's two months. Uh, add two months onto that March 4th date. May 4th, the trial is probably a six to eight week trial. I think it'll be done. And my guess is that he'll be a convicted felon uh, when he gets on the stage to accept the Republican nomination for president.
6: You put so much time and money into New Hampshire. Um, why did you drop out when you did?
5: Because I didn't see a path to beating Donald Trump. That was my goal all along, and by the time we got about two weeks out, we had been polling fairly regularly, and we just didn't see ourselves within striking distance of him, Uh, and because of that, uh, I didn't want to continue on in what was going to be a really, really difficult challenge to defeat him. Uh, And so my view was it was the right time to do it, uh, because I'd always told my supporters, that if I didn't see a path to winning, I wasn't going to go on some vanity exercise.
6: Was it also to help Nikki Haley or some alternative?
5: No, because I didn't think it would. And in fact, it didn't. Hmm.
6: Would it have helped if you had endorsed her?
5: I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how much endorsements really matter, quite frankly. Um, but it, but that wasn't really the way I made that decision.
6: If you're, you're still not willing to endorse her.
5: No. Why? because she's not running against Donald Trump. And, you know, I think that the people who support me in this enterprise expect that if I'm gonna support someone, they are gonna be as aggressive and as honest and direct about Donald Trump being unfit for the presidency. During the time I was in the race in New Hampshire um, with Governor Haley, um, she wouldn't even say that she wouldn't accept the vice presidency from him. So that hardly seemed like someone that would be a natural fit for me.
6: What about the idea of a third party run? I mean, the no late. No. Talked about it. I mean, look, I think you, any- you haven't said no to this, something like that.
5: No, look, I, what I think is that if anybody is going to pursue that, say no now, convinced that there was a path to 270 electoral votes. Um, and so uh, I just got out of this race about three weeks ago. So I'm begun to think about anything else except uh, take a vacation with my wife. Where'd you go? We went to the Keys. OK,
6: um, so your new book, What Would Reagan Do? What would Reagan think of the Republican Party today?
5: He'd be appalled. He'd be appalled. I don't think so. Of people not standing up to something that's so obviously wrong. Would Reagan even win a primary? In oh, I don't think Ronald Reagan running as the Ronald Reagan that I knew and voted for in 1980 um, wouldn't recognize how to even run in a primary like the one we just had. I mean, imagine, I can't imagine that Ronald Reagan would have raised his hand at the first debate, as six of the eight people did, and say, I would support Donald Trump even if you were a convicted felon. And I think Ronald Reagan, as we all saw, would have taken on Donald Trump directly.
6: In the book, you write, many Republicans have abandoned their common sense and discernment and jumped into a shabby cult, denying plain reality, ignoring proven facts, promoting ridiculous conspiracy theories, and pledging allegiance to a blustery loser who can't remotely be called a conservative and who cares solely about himself. It's about as far as you can get from Ronald Reagan.
2: No, I think that's pretty on brand with Ronald Reagan.
6: (laughs) Um, And yet, this is the party you want to
5: head. Well, look, I mean, what I want to do is change it. And, you know, listen, Anderson, if you uh, took those words and you went to any number of leaders of our party privately and asked them if they agreed with it, they say they did. The problem is they don't want to do the hard work that's necessary to lead and change the party. It means that if you don't raise your hand at the at the debate in Milwaukee, you're going to get booed. Um, when are you be willing to do that?
6: When you look at the border battle that's happening now, dead on arrival, the the Senate, the Senate bill on the border, um, does that make sense to you?
5: It, it doesn't make sense to me. It certainly wouldn't make sense to Reagan. What Reagan would do is, if there was parts of it he didn't like, he'd get in there and negotiate it and try to make it better, and then ultimately would agree on a compromise that if it didn't give him 100% of what he wanted, um, it would give him a lot of what he wanted and he would move the ball down the field.
6: The the former president, President Trump, has talked about this is not a perfect bill, only a perfect bill is acceptable. There's really no such thing as a perfect bill.
5: Not in my experience of being governor for eight years in a state where I presided over divided government with a democratic legislature, but we got a lot of really great things done during that period of time. Reagan working with Tip O'Neill, saved Social Security. Reagan working with Tip O'Neill, cut taxes. Uh, Reagan, working with Tip O'Neill, rebuilt the military. So those things can be done if you want to, but it's hard work, Anderson. And sometimes you're going to make people unhappy. And my view of our race and why this book is relevant even more now is that Ronald Reagan was a guy who lost at times standing on his principles. But he's willing to stand up against Gerald Ford when he thought Ford had moved too far to the left. He was willing to stand up against the Birch Society when he thought they were too far to the right. Um, And what I tried to do in this race was to stand up for the truth. And that was not extraordinarily popular with some members of my party, but it doesn't mean you stop trying.
6: Do you have any doubt that President Trump is pulling the strings, members of the House, to
5: reject the the border bill? None at all. He said it publicly. So I know I have no doubt about that at all. And and let's add he's doing it purely for political reasons because he'd rather to continue to have people pour across the border, um, and endanger our country, because he thinks it will help him politically against President Biden. Governor Christie, thank you. Thank you.
2: So that guy, he had no chance. He wasn't real. I mean, he was running against Trump, but that was like the thing is that that's all he was doing, right? He wasn't. He didn't really have a, a policy message of any in any any sort of meaningful way all he had was uh all he had was like that he wasn't trump and it's like well that's i guess good for you but like that's not really that interesting and nobody uh, fucking voted for him because there's nobody fucking voted for him um <clears throat> i mean he's so, he's sort of right in that he did preside over a divided government where the um the New Jersey legislature was uh, run by the Democratic Party, and uh, they did get things done. But he also did some real shitty things. Like remember that shit with the bridge? I don't remember the exact story. I remember something about the bridge. There was there was a like he, he did something with a bridge, and I forget exactly what it was. If if somebody remembers that, but it was fucked up. And so this guy is not the greatest guy in the world. I'm sorry for not remembering the bridge incident. I'm like, he did a bad thing with a bridge. That's the kind of political commentary you come here for. Gay Dave knows he did something bad with a bridge. But I mean, literally, literally all he all he was running on was not being Trump. He could have had he could have put forward a reason like a, a, a moderate like center right or even centrist uh, policy set of policies and gone down, like on policy and gone down fighting. But he just went with these, like I'm a blowhard and I don't like Trump. And it's like, well, Trump's a blowhard and he doesn't like you. So you kind of fucking like, that's not really, not really anything. Uh, here's a uh, Stephen Miller on the uh, ruling that Trump does not get uh, immunity that the, the courts ruled that he is not immune from prosecution. Stephen Miller is a ghoul.
1: What if I find a judge and I find a prosecutor who says he opened the border to help him win re-election, to get more illegal aliens to vote, and he fought election integrity at DHS and DOJ as part of his conspiracy. So that's a RICO violation, it's a civil rights violation, and it's sedition. That's several hundred years in prison for those violations. And I have a judge and a prosecutor who also say, you go to jail, Mayorkas goes to jail, everyone in your administration goes to jail, and your immunity is a worthless
2: piece. What the fuck? Well, whoever cut that, like, didn't cut it as well as they should have, I suppose. That's wild. Um, Okay. Um, I wish I would have had more of that, but, like, whatever. Like, I'm not out there pulling the clips myself, right? God, could you imagine if I had to do that? If I had to, like, actually watch the news and pull all the clips of everything we watch myself? I have gone back sometimes, though, than when we saw stuff. I was like, oh, I need more context on that, and I have gone and made the clips myself. But um, I don't know. Anyway, this is, I think, the wildest thing that happened all week in the news. And honestly, uh, calling something the wildest thing that happened all week during the news is uh, it's a pretty bold statement. And it happened on the Hannity show of all places. This is these supposedly guardian angels. Uh, they, they beat up a guy during a Sean Hannity, Hannity interview. And they're like, we just ticked down a migrant guy. Fucking wild
7: joining us live. He's on the streets of New York City. Former mayoral candidate Curtis Slewa is with us. Uh, so, okay, uh, he likes chocolate over vanilla. It sounds like, sounds a little like Louis Farrakhan to me there. Uh, $53 million in debit cards for 500 people on top of $180 million for more hotel rooms uh, in New York. Uh, on top of the $1 billion that Biden has given people that enter our country illegally Uh, and we saw what happened to the people on tape beating the hell out of two police officers. Curtis, things getting better in New York City? Absolutely
11: not. In fact, uh, that's why I'm his number one hater. Join the Curtis Lewa Haters Club of Eric Adams who is single-handedly destroying this city by giving illegal aliens everything. They arrive in our city, imagine, you check into your hotel, you get concierge service, and bam, you get a $1,000 debit card that you can use for the whole month. And you get more money than any veteran. Does this guy think a
2: $1,000 is a lot of money in New York City?
11: any homeless person, any emotionally disturbed person in New York City gets. That's an absolute outrage. And this mayor just doesn't seem to get it. He takes care of the illegal aliens and forsakes his own people, especially the African-American poor and impoverished who elected him mayor of the city of New York over me, Curtis Lewin.
2: Yeah. Well, by the way, Did this guy even finished second.
7: If you divide 53 million by 500, that's a $106,000 debit card. Not a bad deal. I don't think they're giving them to, to vets that are homeless in New York City. Not that I've heard, Curtis.
11: Well, in fact, our guys have just taken down one of the migrant guys right here on the corner, 42nd and 7th while all can, this is- Can you is pan staking. the camera? They've taken over. They've taken what over- What the fuck? The camera over there if at all possible.
7: Yep. Oh, you got your key open, guys.
2: What are they doing?
11: He is out of control. Out of control.
2: What are they doing? What the f- Wait, what there. the fuck?
7: All right, now Eric Adams often complains he's getting no support- Well, what the fuck? from the federal government to help him with the surge of joe biden's unvetted illegals in new york and that could be because of the so-called border czar is a little distracted right now according to a report vice president harris i mean
2: that's also kind of ballsy in new york doing that because random passerbys might just
7: be like uh no now suddenly quote found her footing and she's now all right. Earlier in the show with our interview with Curtis Sliwomo, well, members of the Guardian Angels apprehended a man right there in Times Square in New York City. Curtis, we couldn't
2: I'm not sure the word apprehended is, uh, I think, assault would be the word. Assault and battery. Um, unlawful detention. Uh, apprehend it. I'm not sure. Yeah, apprehend is not the right word here.
7: Exactly. See what was going on. What, what was happening in front of you while you were on the air with us?
11: Boy, he had been shoplifting first. The guardian angel spotted him, stopped him. He resisted. And let's just say we gave him a little pain compliance. His mother back in Venezuela felt the vibrations. He's sucking concrete. (laughs) The cops scraped him off the asphalt. He's on his way to jail, but they'll cut him loose. We got to take 42nd Street back, Sean. These illegals-
2: Did the cops arrest this guy?
11: They think they rule the night. This is our country. If they can't abide by the rules, then we're going to kick them back from where they came.
7: In
2: this case, the you know,
7: Bronx. And it's amazing because I've been out with you on the streets of New York. I've been in Times Square with you. Police are very appreciative of the support you and the Guardian Angels offer them. Yes, John, but
2: Also, they were like standing there for i I'm, I'm confused because they were like standing there for like a photo op or whatever. How do they know this person shoplifted something?
11: Hands off. Well, guess what? We don't keep our hands off. You shoplift, you commit crime, you assault people, you don't belong in our country. Well, then
2: you need to get the fuck out because we watched you uh, commit the crime of assaulting someone in like an organized fashion on The Sean Hannity Show.
11: And we're going to make sure you pay a price for that. We got to fight for what we know is right. And you saw a little bit of this. They got a little bit of taste of what the Guardian Angels are going to do to liberate Times Square from them.
7: All right, Curtis Lewa, hang in there and be safe. So, if I'm not
2: mistaken, this Guardian Angels organization started in uh, California and it was like they were just like walking the streets and they were not um, intervening. They were not physically intervening. That was not their original mission. I believe it was a Los Angeles group of like basically older. Mostly older black guys in uh, what we would call bad neighborhoods and they were just walking the streets and they weren't they weren't doing none of none of this. I don't know what the fuck this is. <clears throat> so here's a bit of follow-up. Um here's some follow-up from the Daily Beast. I don't know the nature of this video here. I just know that this is there, you know, this is the, the the headline here is Twisting Fox News Guardian Angel. Uh migrant is not a migrant at all.
7: All right. Earlier in the show with our interview with Curtis Sliwomo, members of the Guardian Angels apprehended a man right there in Times Square in New York City. Curtis, we couldn't exactly see what was
2: oh, going. It's the same clip we just ran. Anyway, um, <clears throat> there's no evidence that this person shoplifted. And um, this is uh, my understanding. Is this guy's just uh, some dude from the Bronx. Um, this is not to say that if you see somebody shoplifting, you should assault them. Um Obviously, that's not something that we should do. I think the people who did this should all get arrested. This is, I, and <clears throat> there's some pretty fucking powerful, some pretty strong gang laws in places like New York City. A little bit of leftover, maybe from uh, times uh, past, um, could be used against these people because that looked like gang activity to me. They're all dressed the same. And they saw somebody who was speaking Spanish and assaulted him from what I could tell there. Well, not great. Hopefully this does not continue. Or if it does, hopefully the, uh, the regular people of New York figure out uh, what's going on here. And then, uh, well, you know, up next, we've got a dispute in the uh, house of representatives over a, a border bill that, um, I think I don't want to see pass because it gives the Republicans uh, almost everything they want. Uh, The reason that it's not going to pass, which is crazy is that uh, one, Mr. Donald J. Trump doesn't want it to pass because he thinks that it would hurt his uh, talking points basically about the border because now something's been done. So here's Nikki Haley talking about the uh, border bill. That's not passing. The lineup of matches is
12: such that it doesn't favor you, and it, it's looking like an impossible battle. And you know, smarter, cooler heads maybe start saying, you know, Trump, you know, Haley, uh, that that makes sense. That that that's a winning ticket. What do you say?
8: This is what I'll tell you, Neil. I'll let you know. Maybe I'll give you a tip um, or first heads up when I pick my vice president. Yeah. How about that?
12: <laughs> I had a feeling you're going to answer that way. Well, I, had, I still had you, Ambassador. I do want to get your take on this border bill. Um, you know, Donald Trump has famously said that Republicans who vote for voted should be ashamed of themselves. We're, we're going to have Senator Lankford with us shortly, uh, who's amazed at the response it's getting and wondering if maybe that could be because Republicans, um, might feel that they're in a better position not to have something like this uh that it could help Joe Biden and it wouldn't help them how are you on this
8: There's two things going on here and we have to speak hard truths first of all everybody's tired of a do nothing congress I mean can they do anything because we've seen nothing out of Republicans or Democrats they have an inability to get anything done the second thing is you can't have Trump sitting there saying don't do anything until the election we have a completely open border. America's acting like it's September 10th and we better remember what September 12th felt like cuz it only takes one person across that border to create a 9/11 moment. We need this fixed now. We need congressional members to stay in DC and not leave until they figure this out. Does that when mean I look this at the measure, border bill, does
12: that mean this measure, I know of you said it has warts and some issues like that, but if this is all it's going to be, um, with maybe slight variations, uh better this than nothing?
8: Well, I think first of all we do know what Congress does when they pass something then they wipe their hands and say we already did that. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do this they need to do it right. The one part I like about this bill is I like that it strengthens the asylum chart the asylum requirements. That's very important. We haven't had that and we need that. The part that I don't like about the bill it doesn't require remain in Mexico, which is very important at keeping them from coming on U.S. soil in the first place, and I don't like the 5,000 limit. We don't want anybody to come in. We can't say only when 5,000 people have crossed the border. They need to stay there. They need to figure this out. They need to adjust it, amend it in any way that they can, and they should not leave D.C. until they get us a border bill. And no, we are not waiting until the general election to do this, and it's irresponsible to say that Congress has to wait until a general election because Trump is worried he's going to lose there's a lot of reasons we got to worry trump's going to lose but you don't sacrifice national security to do it
12: all right we'll see what happens governor and that's always good seeing so guys.
2: this uh dumb shit about 9-11 <clears throat> those people flew in they overstayed their visas they came in through airports not across either border on foot or by a vehicle i mean i guess they crossed a border in a vehicle because the plane is technically a vehicle but this isn't how anybody got in they just keep doing this. They they. It doesn't matter that it's not true, That's the thing. Like we can point out that this isn't true until the fucking end of time, and it does not fucking matter. It doesn't people saying things that aren't true doesn't matter? Hypocrisy doesn't matter. None of it matters. None of it matters. Yeah, and then like somebody in chat just said. Also, we invaded two countries that none of them came from afterward too. Fucking dumbass Americans. All right. <laughs> Up next. We got a a Morning Joe, here's his reaction to the uh, dispute over the border bill.
0: The House Republicans have no answer here. They have no alternative bipartisan product. What they seem to want is just chaos. They want to keep the border unsolved as a problem so that it benefits them in the upcoming election. That's really cynical, but it's also pretty transparent. And I don't know that they're smart enough to get away with it.
13: The
8: lead Democratic <laughs> negotiator in the bipartisan border deal calling out House Republicans who are refusing to take action on an issue they claim is a top priority. And,
10: and ask the question, Willie, whether they're really smart enough to get away with it, which I actually, you know, started thinking over the past couple of days. You've got all of these Republicans who are following this guy from Louisiana, who just sort of stumbled into the speakership and it doesn't seem to be that effective. This guy, is now putting around the Republicans' political neck an open border for the next eight months, and all that 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 brings—the mm-hmm. collapse of Ukraine, to former Soviet KGB agents' invasion, and the 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 refusal to fund Israel in its time of need—and so you have all of these Republicans in the House. A lot of them who want to do the right thing, but they're blindly following this young, inexperienced speaker who is blind Okay, the speaker is not young following a guy with ninety one counts against him.
2: That's the important point right there, that yes, it's Speaker Johnson voicing this, but he is a vessel for what Donald Trump wants and just carrying out orders. And it was, even by today's political standards, guys, yesterday was kind of a stunning day where you had people who'd been on board, people who had worked on this legislation, this bipartisan legislation, talking about Senate Republicans here, not crazy MAGA Trump uh, senators, talking about mainline conservative traditional Republicans who all of a sudden are against this bill they're against the toughest immigration
0: security bill that's come along in a generation by most republican accounts by independent
2: surveys by groups who look at this stuff they're getting what they asked for and now that it's on
10: their desk they're turning it away it really is stunning yeah, yeah.
7: To
13: well and,
10: and they're doing it in an election year there's I know. a cost they gonna,
13: they're gonna answer there to will
10: that? there will be a cause be an interesting debate they will answer for this so to will- this is, there's
2: going to be no cost to this, the, they, <clears throat> this, this idea that like a lot of like kind of center, center, center left liberals, or um, uh, I think um, Morning Joe would be more like, uh, like moderate uh, Republican that, that, that people are going to be like, oh, they're, they're being so unreasonable. Why are they being unreasonable? And then just go vote for the other fucking person because they think that the people on their side are being unreasonable. That's a fucking fairy tale. That's a fairy tale. <clears throat> the only the only way this goes is the other way. Is if this doesn't pass, then uh, the the former president, uh, Mister Trump, gets to use this uh, to try to drive turnout. Now, this is a bad bill. I don't like the bill. People in chat were pretty clear. We don't like the we don't like the bill. It's um, it's bad, too much too much, like too, it's just, there are a lot of inhumane shit in there and being like, oh, we gave you what you want and you didn't want it. That's not like a political strategy. That's like being on the receiving end of that thing that the bully used to do, where they'd punch you with your own fist, where they're like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Putting yourself on the other end of that uh, makes you look weak. And feckless. It does not make the other side look unreasonable. It just—well, I can't say that. It—it it makes you look like a punk. Anyway, here's Gymnasium Jordan on the uh, on this um, on his no vote on it.
5: The is real simple.
14: Joe Biden's not going to fix a problem that he purposely created. So the only answer is for the. Congress, the party that has control of the money says, "Okay, no money. One sentence: No money can be used to process or release into the country any new migrants." So we simply say, "Time out." We're no longer going to let people come into the country who are seeking asylum. You're not getting in. Just say eight and a half million on pace to get to twelve million. That's probably enough for one administration. Let's say time out, and then let the American people decide. How we want to deal with this in November when we have President Trump, who actually had control of our border against President Biden, let the country decide. What Congress should do is say on the funding bill, no money can be used. Here's
2: another one. We So we have like treaties with other nations and stuff. And like the long, this is like a lot of longstanding stuff, actually, regarding asylum. There's like international law to think about here, too. Um, is the asylum system broken? probably. Is it broken in the way Jim Jordan thinks? Uh, probably not. Could the United States renegotiate some of these international treaties? Sure. are we going is the United States going to? No. It's just <clears throat> it's just too this is all just too useful to the, the the not even the broader GOP, but to Trump himself because this whole thing, if you remember, when he first started running, it was all about the wall. And, um, so this only cuts one way if they vote yes on it, it doesn't do anything to help the Democrats. It's like neutral, almost like nothing changes. If they pass this, If they don't pass this. Uh, Donald Trump can probably just blame Joe Biden for it. This idea that we're not going to take one more fucking refugee is barbaric. I don't care if it's one or a million i don't care what you if you say zero more is barbaric we these this is a merit-based process in the united states this has historically been a nation that has taken refugees mind you during world war ii we didn't take refugees and uh, sent a lot of people back to their deaths um the united states has certainly not been perfect on this but the united states has generally been known as that country that takes the refugees we're gonna have to fucking remove that plaque from the fucking Statue of Liberty at some point here, I think, because I at some point that just becomes a lie, and I don't think we should make the Statue of Liberty lie. She didn't do nothing. She, did, she didn't. She didn't decide to lie. It was a gift from the French. Here's Nikki Haley again talking about a uh, Trump's landslide victory in New Hampshire.
8: We had 14 candidates in the race. A dozen of the fellas are gone. I've just got one left. Hmm. We ended up getting 43% of the vote in New Hampshire. Think about that. The Republican incumbent, Donald-
2: No, no, no. You didn't. 43% of people voted for someone other than Trump. You did not get 40. Who's we, Nikki? You are just lying, 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 lying
8: did not get 43% of the vote in New Hampshire that's a problem he's uh,
2: 50 per- 57% if somebody gets uh, even a, just a two person race 57% is a landslide that's a what 14 point uh, difference that's huge
8: not winning any additional people. He's not winning independents. He's not winning suburban women. He's not winning many of the Republicans. But on top of that, look at what he did the day after he talked about revenge the night of the New Hampshire election. What did he do? He said anybody that supports me is no longer part of MAGA. If you are running for president, your job is to bring more people in. It's a story of addition, not to go and push people out of your club. That's not what a candidate for the president of the United States does. That's somebody Except
2: who's that's what he does. And you've been Nikki Haley could have done this, but she needed to come out hot swinging against Donald Trump. She could have been formidable. But she she didn't do it. I don't like her. She scares me. Um, she's probably, she would probably be more effective than Donald Trump at getting a lot of the same sorts of policies passed. But had she come out from the jump being like, this guy is a joke. Uh, I worked in his administration and I can tell you that this guy's a joke. She could have done pretty well, but she she wouldn't do that. And if she pivots to that now, I think it's too late
8: himself. This is not about himself, whether it was the night of the New Hampshire elections, whether it was after his court case that he lost the problem that i have: at no point did he talk about the american people neil at no point did he talk about the debt that we're in at no point did he talk about the fact that you know our kids need to go back to the basics in education only thirty one percent are proficient in reading at no point did he talk about this open border that's out of control at no point did he talk about the wars that are happening around the world and the fact that we need to prevent war not start war he's not talking about anything but himself and that's the problem we can't go through Four more years of chaos. It just—we won't survive. But I, I know what-
2: you. 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 Too little, too late. And she's still always kind of hedging, right? When she does this, it's always with that. She doesn't. She's not. She's not saying I don't want anything to do with this guy. This guy's a piece of shit. Uh, like I mean, maybe you don't use that language, but maybe you do. And like, I don't understand. Like she. She had to know that that was her lane, that that was the only thing she was going to be able to do, because Chris Christie has tried so many times to, uh, like, to get up, like, up from where he was as the governor of New Jersey, and he failed. So we knew Chris Christie was a non-starter. Vivek, they're not going to vote for anybody named Vivek just because his name is Vivek. They're racist, and he's going to be the um, recipient of that racism. And I don't even remember who the fuck else was running. So she was the one, and she could have done it. Or at least could have made a fucking showing of it. But she refused to come out fighting. And now now she is where she's at. She's probably not going to break 10% even. Maybe we'll see how it goes with everybody dropping out. But I'd be surprised if she broke maybe 15%. Up next, we got uh, Dan Crenshaw, who famously ran a Pizzagate Facebook group. Everybody seems to want to forget about that. He was the admin of a Pizzagate Facebook group. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, Everybody forgot. Um, Here's him talking about the the border uh, bill negotiations
15: The height of stupidity is having a strong opinion on something you know nothing about I'm I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to to, to torpedo uh, a Potential border reform bill if we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration and we sabotage that that is That is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do. People will make up whatever reasons they they want to. There's a number of them, I'm sure. But it would be a a pretty unacceptable dereliction of of your
16: duty.
2: Now, here's what needs to happen. And it's not going to happen because the Democrats are fucking useless. The Democrats need to all vote no. They need to fucking torpedo this. They need to not fucking negotiate on this. Just be like, you know what? Nah. Nah they can make it so this does not pass because they're not going to get all the Republicans and the house is fairly close, but they're not going to do it. They're going to fucking vote for it. And they're going to be like, look, we reached across the aisle to the other side. God, could you stop doing that? Fucking, there's fucking sulfuric acid on the other side of the aisle. Stop putting your hand over there. Fucking idiots. Up next, the deuce is loose. Talking about the border, every once in a while, uh, Steve Deucey um, gets wilds out a little bit. Let's see what he's doing here.
17: And I know a lot of Republicans
0: are against it because Donald Trump is against it. But here's here's the problem for you guys: uh, the Border Patrol union came out, and the acting CBP chief both came out and said they're not. It's not perfect. But this is the best thing we've seen in decades. So are Republicans going to say that the Border Patrol Union and the acting CBP chief are wrong? Well, look, they can have their perspective,
10: Steve. Uh, and we've it's got a lot of respect. jobs, Tom. We've, well, and it's our job to uh, actually make sure the laws will accomplish what we're seeking to do. You have- <laughs>
2: Yeah, fucking the fact that the border patrol and everybody's in, in favor of it should lead uh, lead you and I to be like, oh, I don't know about this, but um, the Democrats are just going to fucking vote for it. They're just going to fucking vote for it. It's going to end up passing almost as it sits right now, <clears throat> and um, well. That's the way it's going. My notes are wrong here. This isn't Fox News, actually. This is a, a live stream. It appears uh, like a, some kind of right-wing live stream on Rumble, where apparently like, people went on this. They little. Remember the convoy that wasn't? We'll call it the convoy that wasn't. Um, went down to the border to try to... I don't remember what they were trying to do down there, but they like baptized people and shit. It was weird. It was like a cult. Well, some of those people uh, started getting um, their cars towed over um, expired tags, and here's the... Here's the response from some uh rumble uh, create content creators, we'll call them.
11: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I know you're hearing a lot of stuff in the background right now. <laughs> yes, That's good. because I we've had some checking. issues. Will you gotta stop I talking? Will, on, Will, Will, Will.
2: Are you Will. On, wait, did do you have a producer somewhere with a mixer?
18: Somebody mute his mic in Zoom, Jeremy. Mute his mic
2: wait they're using zoom as the back end for all of this this is amazing
11: give me one second here all right there i go i got him now sorry about that guys we've had some technical difficulties today uh thank you very much we're going to bring in right now because there's stuff going down there's been stuff going down uh so we're going to bring in right now uh we're gonna bring in Ryan Matta on the screen right now, Ryan, what is going on down there? uh somebody's car's about to be impounded or something's happened. What's going on? Yeah, I'm down here with uh, <laughs> the Taylor fucking
2: local RV. pigs are like, all right, listen, these people are idiots. I bet we could go down there and get, get get some uh get some stats for expired tags.
18: G truth, we're at this rally, completely peaceful event, and you can see there's there's what looks like cars, thousands of cars. Taylor doing some phenomenal work exposing the ngos exposing the child trafficking seems like we got a line of cops that drove out of their way to come to this man's vehicle and target this man's cigarette radio and pound taylor's car i mean uh,
2: they literally fucking like like uh i don't know if this is the like the meter the person that like um checks the parking the parking meter is there going on oh, your car registration's bad i guess i gotta call taylor in.
18: you're on lfa tv you're live right now tell us a little bit about what's going on so i've been investigating
19: things out here for couple of days and also um you should have
2: investigated registering your vehicle i
19: was parking lot while dps did some activity i happened to go to see what they were doing um waved at them and everything trying to talk to them they wouldn't do that uh they've come in the and i blew up with that uh outside by the of charlie my dps said that i was to be my <laughs> you're not speeding. So. <laughs> Glad you're here, buddy, because uh this is pretty ridiculous. So what are they doing? They're impounding your car. impounding my car now. Given, yes, my license, my tags are very much expired. But here's the thing: I was on this exact road two days, two three days ago. They said, "Okay, well, you know, you need to get your, you know, get your registration up to date." And I told them, "Hey, you know, I got an old van. I got a busted windshield. I'm going to get that stuff all taken care of when I can, when I can afford to do so." But now two days later, I come back and the sergeant just goes, he sees me, he goes, "Oh my god." still expired you know you know that whole going down there just gaslighting So, where do they find you do they
18: pull you out from
19: no, i was just rolling down the road I here i should have just parked back there but um he
2: saw- yo when they say you need to get your tags fixed and let you go they don't mean <clears throat> they don't mean continue to hang out in our great state of texas they mean go get your fucking tag like you like, when you go to register your car, you go register, you go get a t- temporary registration. That's what they're telling you to do. They're, like, letting you go because it's not a big fucking deal. And, like, it's not a big fucking deal. Like,
19: he went, oh, my God. You know, he does the fake excitement thing, yep. put the finger in my face. I have that on video. Um, and they're like, you're going to need that woman over here, that woman chair. Yep. She was trying to put, she was like, we're going to pull you out of the vehicle. We're going to do this, then, and the other. You don't have a license. I said, hey, I'm looking for my license here. But I'm having to hold a camera in one hand. So I look for my license. No, you're not. And then try to. Get them from trying to You don't ask-
2: have to hold the camera in one hand. This is they're like bother like dude, they're bothering you about your fucking registration.
19: It's like the situation was exactly what they were doing. So I'm doing twenty things at once here. Sorry if I seem a little excited. Yes, they have a reasonable stop. They absolutely do. But to impound my vehicle, not even give me the ticket, but impound my vehicle, they don't have to do that.
2: This is one of those don't let me see you with your fucking expired tags again situations. A very Texas thing to say, right? Unbelievable, man.
18: Unbelievable. We got people them. breaking into our country illegally. I think your tax dollars could be much better spent than targeting a man over here at a peaceful rally that his plates are expired. Unbelievable. Now they're going to impound his car. See so your tax dollars <laughs> spent in America, folks. And
4: it's just unacceptable,
18: man. It's such a good event. There's so many, so many great patriots around here, man. So, what do you think about what's going on right here, man?
19: Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's been here the whole time.
18: Yeah, I've been here the whole time. This is
2: like one of the decent things fucking do where they pull you over. They're like, Hey, do you know your tags are out? You're like, Oh yeah, I just haven't had a chance. And they're like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sweat you on it. Um, go, go get that taken care of. And then they fucking know that they stopped you before. And then they see you three or four days later, just driving around or whatever without your tags. They're like, sorry, got to tote your car.
19: I know this guy personally. He's one of, probably one of my best friends done for a few years now. And he's, being targeted for what he's doing for exposing the truth for this human trafficking child trafficking
2: no, 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 no. Children, no the, the cops are way. like this is going to be an easy one
19: immigration camps he's being targeted and i bet you Bob dollar maverick county is sold out by the cartel they're being bought out should i say they're being bought
18: out by the cartel i bet you bottom dollar oh, that's
2: going to help they're going to not tow his car now that you all are like oh you're all bought out by the cartel and the sheriff's like car's not registered <laughs> People are like, law and order, and don't register their car.
19: Texas Regional? Uh, CARC is Texas Regional Council Association. Association Council. So that is uh, basically a a Soros and Gates-backed, basically like a privatized FEMA. And they give a bunch of emergency equipment and funding to these counties. And um, so Sheriff, uh, uh, Kinney County is not one of those.
18: I think I know this. Time. God bless you guys. Jeremy,
2: how's it going in there? We're yeah, good. but so here, somebody man. in chat mentioned that they could, might be able to crowdsource the fees. But if this person's from out of state, then they would have to go back to their state to register their car. And on the way back, they might get pulled over, but they'd be like, hey, you know, I was out of state and I didn't know my car was out of registration. I spoke to this, you know, officer and I'm headed back home actually to register my car. Probably get away with it all the way fucking home. This is amazing. We're not gonna watch the rest of this. This is a long video. Um, but like uh, it's so crazy. So crazy. Love love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see like obnoxious bureaucracy get in the way of whatever whatever this convoy was supposed to be. Up next we got uh Jesse Waters versus uh somebody named Spanky. Uh Spanky actually uh did a pretty good job here from uh From all indications, there's three videos in this uh, segment. This is about um, migrant moped gangs. Everybody, everybody, it's a moped gang.
14: They're ghosts. They have no IDs. They're undeportable in sanctuary cities.
2: They were driving a moped. Nobody sees anybody on a moped.
14: In Chicago, the local Latin gangs are recruiting migrants the second they step off the bus. You want to make some dinero? Then they go through smash and grab training and are deployed into the burbs to knock off luxury stores and then escape back into the shadows of the sanctuary city in Chicago, leaving cops in the dark. A Miami man was lured to a hotel by two Venezuelan women, probably paroled by Biden.
2: He was then murdered. But you were just talking about Chicago, Femme Fatale and shit.
14: A gang called Trende Aragua was behind it. They're one of the most vicious gangs in South America, and now they're here, establishing footholds in Miami.
2: Probably started here. New
14: York. Gangs well-funded, heavily armed. The border bill codifies Biden's Venezuelan parole play, so the president of the United States will be funneling gang members from Venezuela to your neck of the woods, either wittingly or unwittingly. These Latin gangs are building an army inside the country. As we saw yesterday, brigades of Chinese migrants, communists, marching into our country, growing unchecked. Central and South American gangs are already here fighting each other, and then fighting black street gangs over turf and drug distribution routes. Russian gangs, the mafia, already established players. What kind of relationship does the Biden administration have with the cartels? None. We don't know, but it's a mutually beneficial one. They win, we lose. Spanky Loco is a former gang member, and he joins us now. First of all, Spanky, how'd you get the name Spanky?
20: Hi, how you doing? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. I appreciate you.
2: <laughs> he's just gonna ignore the fucking. So this is actually this actually ends up being pretty good. Uh, he did not expect uh, Spanky to be uh, to know what the fuck he's talking about. So this is this is pretty amazing here. Here's uh, part two. We have three parts of that, I do believe. Here's part two.
14: How easy is it to operate as a street gang, as an undocumented guy in a sanctuary city? It must be heaven on earth.
20: I mean, I couldn't say my my, rec- my early recollections of dealing with um, dealing with the matter was like my own parents migrating from from Mexico and coming to 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 the West Coast, but um I, I i would like to say it wasn't a it wasn't a uh you know a a luxury to say hey, we're going to leave our family behind and leave everyone behind to go try and do something you i would like to call uh these migrants more refugees um and at that time i can only speak on my experience which was you know my family needing to be in a better environment hard working family responsible family um, my parents moved to the west la venice uh, venice beach area and crime was never part of our of our background now systemically because i have parents that didn't understand the language and didn't have a relationship with law enforcement and a relationship with uh you know uh school administrators of course you know people like us guys like us first generation fell through the cracks that was a very common story
14: so you're a dreamer spanky
20: I'm actually a doer. I'm not a dreamer. A oh fuck! Because of my my, my my shortcomings and because of the examples that my my parents, you know, put in front of me, I've been able to, you know, start my own business, um, be proactive in my community, uh, uh, talk about uh, my lived experience and 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 kind of uh, what I saw systemically. And, and say, hey, there's options, there's choices here. Sure, you turned it around, and to,
14: now you're on Jesse Waters' primetime. You should be proud of yourself. <laughs> so,
2: oh, he is. This, uh, this continues. This continues. Spanky, I like Spanky. Spanky, pretty cool. He's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second here, buddy. <clears throat> I don't think, I think Jesse Waters just thought this guy was going to be dumb. I really think Jesse Waters thought this guy was going to be dumb. And uh, as you can tell, dude is not dumb. So oopsie, oopsie, Jesse, oopsie.
14: Well, a lot of yeah, these people aren't exactly. technically refugees, though, Spank. A lot of these people just want to leave their he's on country. On a first
2: syllable basis, he's like, them. don't call me Spank.
14: America. And what better country to do that than America? They're claiming asylum, which is garbage. And they're working the system and Biden's letting them get away with it. You know that everybody knows that.
20: I think I think it's a matter of of circumstance, you know, to generalize the population and say, oh, Mexicans are attributed to cartels. Mexicans are attributed to crime. I mean, uh, we can also look at what 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 the backbone of America might be, which is the hard work the labor-intensive jobs, the jobs that don't don't want to be picked up by uh, uh, other civilians here in the area, but we have, again, you mentioned it earlier, you got cheap labor, right? Uh, You know, when when you're looking at paying somebody the minimum or less and still take out wages for housing and still take out wages for equipment and be predatory. Of course, you're, le- you're left with less, uh, less options. I hear you. So, I mean, I, listen, I, I we need
14: think. immigration in this country. I get that. But we'd like to choose who we let in. We don't like it foisted upon us. Spanky, we could have this conversation all day long, and as much as I'd like to, we can't, because we got to pay some bills, get to some other guests. But we appreciate you. We respect you.
20: <laughs> Thank you. God bless. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you as well. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, to understand is to is to show empathy. I know it's really hard these days no, a, I and it. saying, Hey, that guy right there and that guy right there is the cause of why we're falling apart. But having a little empathy and going into your community and saying what are the needs yeah. and being first hand as opposed uh, to being a, on the couch and giving your opinion and saying this is what I think would make America better, go out there. All right. Go out there and be grassroots and go out there and connect with your local leaders of your community and see what's needed. See what, what, what your immediate area needs. Well, so I, I think lose that's the first uh, the empathy. first step.
14: I ooze it because you always know if you don't ooze it, you lose it, Mister Loco. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Got fucking bodied. That guy was so good. He was. He's like, well, we're not quite done here yet. He's like, go out in your community. Jesse Waters doesn't go out in no community. Didn't go out. Get the fuck out of here. He probably lives in a gated community. Like what the fuck? All right here's the former president. Uh, being interviewed by a known ghoul wayne allen root oh, they're going to be talking about uh immigration and uh, deportation because of course they are and this is on real America's voice this is bannon's network
16: well, look, I, I have no doubt that once you get in, we secure the border, we finish the wall, we put back Title 42, they have to wait on the other side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. but you're going to need to deport tens of millions, it seems like. Yeah. I think 10 million have come in, uh, another 10 million may come in for now through the day you're sworn in, on January 20th, 2025, then there's the gotaways, you might have to deport 20 or 30 million, can you do that?
11: We have to get them out. It's not
16: sustainable.
2: Uh, if- oh, you try to deport twenty or thirty million people in this country. I wish you the best of luck. You will have a very tough time doing that. Uh, you want to see? Um, you want to see some protests or what people would call riots in the cities? You go through and you start knocking on doors and deporting uh, people who are here without their papers. You will see an uprising in this country, in the cities, like you have never seen before. They're not going to do it. He's just talking about it. He ain't going to do it. <clears throat> Up next, we have a CNN panel talking about all the dumbass things Donald Trump has said. Some Probably some shit-lib shit, but like, whatever.
20: What do you
0: think, Jamal? So I, t- I talked to the White House tonight. They, they're feeling like this was the right call. They feel like... But who uh, made it? They feel like they're angry. Nobody said who made it. <laughs> Nobody told me who made it. I didn't ask. About well, the subject. staff
19: would be the first <laughs> to throw the principal under the bus. And they didn't yeah, the and I know and these people up.
0: pretty well. So they would have said, boy, I think that was probably not the right thing to do. They all feel good. They also feel like the anger worked and they're also very angry at Robert Hur for what it is that he did today. He's not qualified to make these kind of judgments. And he made these kind of statements in a, in a document that he should not have made these statements in. I don't
21: want to.
0: He's not qualified. I mean. He's been He's hired. He's a medical doctor. He's a lawyer who was supposed to be and a prosecutor who was supposed to have said whether or not the president committed a crime. He said the president does not have a case.
21: Do you have First, to be a, do you have to be a medical doctor to make a judgment that someone said to you in an under oath interview? I don't remember when I was vice president. I mean, does it do you have to have a medical degree to I mean, report have, that in a document? I think we heard Anderson tonight have a conversation <laughs> about like, what, do I, when did I start
0: at CNN? I was, you know, I was on, I was. This he was vice very president of the people. United
3: States of America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, was, I wasn't going to say it, but the
19: elections are every four years, so that makes it a little easier. Yeah, but he can also like, All right, I, don't Joe,
0: know, I like, like Joe. 2009, 2012? What year was that? I think
16: we just need to acknowledge the obvious. Number one, those words in that document that's over 300 pages are damning. I think that if we are trying to tell people that we have to trust our institutions on a daily basis, if we're telling people that we are also supposed to take Joe Biden at his word, it is his own words that have been recorded by an official steward of the court in the process of trying to determine whether a crime was committed. And it is the opinion of the Department of Justice that is not in the interest of justice to explore bringing charges because they do not believe that the man who was currently president has the mental capacity to stand trial. That is effectively what has been imparted through the words of that document. So that doesn't say that we should take the DOJ at their word or perhaps something even more pernicious has happened that the DOJ has undermined the actual confidence that the world has in the president of the United States. I so, know, you know, I want to me, slice let me, let me it, just, this just, is really serious, and I think that we can't just poo-poo it as to when yeah. did Anderson start at CNN. It's much bigger than that. It's much more serious than that. And, you know, no disrespect to Anderson. We all yeah. love him. But the point is... It, on, it,
19: <laughs> Anderson's somewhere wondering, why is he part of this conversation?
0: <laughs>
10: Look, I, I think, I think yeah, your, yeah.
19: Point is, your point is... Um, is valid that we're having conversation also about what was in that document, which has to do with Joe Biden. But I want to make this other point. The document also says that they they did not believe that there was evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that Joe Biden committed committed a crime that is chargeable here. It it did say that. So beyond a reasonable doubt is the standard in
1: a legal, a criminal case.
19: True. Like but that. I will
16: say that everyone knows that we give prosecutors discretion, and good prosecutors at every level do not bring charges when they don't believe they have a pathway to prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt. And in this particular case, a significant contributing factor was his perception of the acuity of Joe Biden. So again, we should take no pleasure in this. Uh, we should not be sitting here trying to gloat. This is really much bigger than any type of campaign ad that can be cut. The but Department from, of Justice has saying, said, like in an, an official document body. that has been stamped and dated and will stand the test of time, that it is their opinion that Joe Biden is not fit. You cannot push that under the rug. That is a question that has to be answered and has to be addressed. You also
0: can't push under the rug that this is a Trump-nominated special prosecutor. So now, who let, the, hold on a second. Who let the, the president? Who let the president <laughs> oh, off the hook? and may have perhaps been just giving a little uh, red meat to his republican
16: well, friends as he let our the president institutions off have not been yeah. weaponized <laughs> wednesdays the <laughs> institutions have been weaponized it's hard the principal keep question right. of the day is
21: did anything that happened today in this document or in this press conference help or hurt this number that three-quarters of the american people before today had moderate or significant concerns about the president's mental acuity and fitness for this office i would submit that at the conclusion of this document and at the conclusion, of this press conference, that number certainly didn't get any better. It probably got worse and it firmly shifted the conversation even further towards his own vice president, because I would say and I don't know how many people on this panel believe it. There aren't too many Americans who are going to look at this and say this guy is up to serving for five more years as president of the United States. I think Vice President Harris became squarely an issue in this election. Today, she already was getting there, and now it's even more important. Sticker, everyone, stick around.
0: The political values, and the ability to be to serve as President of the United States and do a very Everyone, well.
3: everyone,
19: everyone,
22: everyone, stick around. The
8: scrutiny, yeah. under tr- the the scrutiny tr- everyone. on Trump is so much different than the scrutiny on, on You don't think Biden. Donald
21: Trump gets any scrutiny?
8: I don't think I don't think scrutin- well, I don't think the gaffes he makes. I mean, he may, He says the stupidest things on a daily basis. He confuses people. He's talking about whales. He's talking about windmills. He's ta- he makes your, absolutely zero your, sense your, on a daily basis. Your, your
21: entire job during the day is to have a show in which Donald Trump's gaffes well. are endlessly mocked every day. You don't think he gets the same scrutiny by the as Joe way, Biden?
8: Number one talk show in America.
4: everyone
19: everyone we're gonna leave it there for now for now there's so much more to talk about laura i'm gonna let cooler heads down
2: so that was dumb um i don't i didn't read the entire document but a lot of the stuff was like when he was asked it was like he didn't remember specific dates which is a lot different than like i don't i have no idea what happened it's more like oh i don't like not remembering specific i don't remember like do you remember what you had for lunch three days ago? Like yeah, you're not going to remember specific things. Like that's fine. And saying I don't know and I don't remember and I don't, you know, I don't recall specifically is fine. It's actually a, a sign that someone is honest, right? They're they're not like making shit up or like accusing the person of uh, asking an unfair question. So not remembering specific dates that things happen, I'm fine with it. It's fine. Here's a uh, Stephen Miller now. Next on a. Uh, How sharp the former presidents uh, are. This is on more of the water show.
14: Stephen Miller, Stephen, you were there in the White House when the press, everybody was salivating over the 25th Amendment. What are your thoughts on that now?
12: Well, of course, President Trump is the sharpest person to occupy the Oval Office in our lifetimes. And I can say that from intimate
2: experience working. Oh, I uh, disagree like straight up sharp Barack Obama? No question. Easy answer.
12: The West Wing every single day of the presidency.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the easy answer. It's a, you, know, you you don't have to even like Barack Obama to know that was a, that was a smart cookie, right? Like, he, uh, yeah, was able to recall things. and just a pretty sharp guy. Up next, we got uh, Dan Crenshaw, uh, I'm sorry, Pizzagate Dan Crenshaw versus uh, Silver Fox, uh, Anderson Cooper on um, whether or not Dan Crenshaw needs to, is picking a fight with uh, Donald Trump.
6: The elephant in the room is the former president who doesn't want, it seems, anything. I mean, he said it has to be a perfect deal. No deal that can actually get through a democracy, a Senate can be a perfect deal. Isn't it clear that the former president does not want yeah. any deal and Republicans are not going to make any deal if the former president doesn't want it?
15: Look, well, here's what I say to people who think that they, they need to let illegal immigrants in just to hurt Biden in the polls. Um, my message to Trump is I think you can beat Biden. I think I will help you beat Biden. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my message. And, and it, look, Biden is unpopular in so many ways. People do not trust him on border security or the economy or uh, various other issues. Uh, we need to actually solve the border crisis. Um, it is also true that there are people on both sides and mostly in the activist groups, and there have been uh, forever that never want this problem solved. All viewers need to know this, right? On the left and the right, they make money by this by by perpetuating this problem but you're talking about Donald Trump actually i mean i understand this. you're saying it's activist no, groups not, but not, but that no, is no, donald no. trump makes <laughs> money i know you want me to say that
6: well, no i don't want you i but but i mean you're 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 a, a very honest guy and a very you know I, that people on both sides of the aisle applaud you for that he he has put his thumb on the scale on this and i understand the activist groups who have agendas and make money off this but he's making money off this and he's running an election i mean this is a Perhaps a winning issue for him, and he does not want improvement. Despite all the talk of fentanyl, despite all the talk of national security issues, he doesn't want a deal.
15: I mean, look—you'd have to ask him. You'd have to—you'd have to pull a quote from him that I can that I can respond to. I don't. Right, but 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 lots of people in in the House have have said that. There's a lot of Republicans in
6: the House who supported HR2 who are now saying,
15: well, we don't need any border deal at all, and the only reason they're saying that is because- They're wrong. Look, right. like, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, and I disagree with them. I disagree, I disagree with them in conversations today on the floor. Um, saying, and and I, I said, look, if we didn't need new border laws, why would we pass HR2? Mm. You know, Trump, Trump needed new border laws when he was president. He needed laws changed. Uh, what he ended up doing, which was great, He made a deal with mexico he did the remain in mexico policy he 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 created the asylum cooperation agreements with northern triangle countries that's what he ended up having to do so look i mean i i know you want to be like kind of get into a fight with trump i'm not going to do it um i'm just going to say i'm not trying to get you into what's true is we need we need a border deal right
2: i'm not trying to get you into a fight no i don't think he was trying to get him into a fight that's correct like Every, the, the, that's the whole rest of the stuff we've been talking about here is that Donald Trump doesn't want it because he thinks it's going to be good election fodder. And it probably will be. But the Democrats have a no win here because they don't have like something where they can be like, well, this is crazy. Uh, we, have a, we have something we think is a bit more um, reasonable that we can do here. are not going to do that. Up next. Talking about the uh, impeachment of a Biden official. I are even forget who they're trying to impeach now. But uh, the reason I pulled this mainly is because I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but here's Lou Dobbs. Uh, Lou Dobbs now works for Mike Lindell.
10: (laughs) And quite frankly, his story is not really credible, but you have to have specific proof that he did lie. And I think he's when he's couching, I I think a lot of these people. Honestly,
20: Congressman,
5: I have to say to you, it sounds to me like we're right where we were uh, six months
23: ago. I, it really does. I don't see any advancement in this and in a progress toward uh, incriminating evidence for the president. I mean, the, what we're talking about is a
5: stasis. It's as, every, as if everything is frozen right there in time waiting for uh, either uh, contradiction Uh, invalidation uh, uh, of these statements by people that I think everyone would assume common sense tells you that they're lying through their teeth and trying to protect uh, someone. But that's insufficient. Uh, I'd like to turn, if
2: I may, to... uh, Even Lou Dobbs on the Lindell TV He's like, you guys have been trying all kinds of stuff for a long time. You haven't done anything. Why aren't you doing anything? What happened to Lou Dobbs? I mean, I don't like him, right? But he was like a, a mainstay of cable news, and now he's on fucking Mike Lindell's fucking network. What happened? Did he did he do something stupid, or does he think this is the right move? I mean, I don't, you know I'm not I'm not all fucking. Let's feel sorry for Lou Dobbs. I'm just wondering how the fuck he ended up on the Mike Lindell channel. Anybody have any idea? Because <laughs> I certainly don't know. But I'm here for it. Fuck it. We'll watch uh, Lou Dobbs on the. Mike Lindell channel um, going forward. We'll see how this goes. <clears throat> Up next, we got Trump attorney uh, Elena Habba advises, well, has some advice for Eugene Jean Carroll uh, regarding uh, potential appeal of the judgment against Donald Trump.
17: Let's bring in legal spokesperson for Donald J. Trump and general counsel for Save America, Elena Habba. Elena, um, when you see this $83.3 million judgment and then yeah. the very next night, Carol's out there, she's on MSNBC with her lawyer, and like, oh, what do you want? You want a, you want a penthouse in, in France? What do, what do you want? Uh, Rachel Maddow, and they're yucking it up. It's really disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I, the American people, even if you don't like Trump, you have to say, what the heck is going on here?
13: Right, I think they're seeing it. Um, I hope they're seeing it. You know, we have a judge that's trying to throw a civil attorney threatening me that he's gonna put me in the clink, I believe was what he said. Um, because I objected to his ruling on an evidentiary issue. It was a PowerPoint slide that helped prove our case. And he said, no, you're not allowed to bring it in. I'm sorry. And I said, your honor, I have to put something on the record. I completely disagree with you. The evidence rules don't say it. And his response was sit down, Ms. Haba, or I'm going to put you in jail.
2: Uh, Yes, that's that's how a courtroom works. It wasn't she said it was an attorney. I think she just misspoke. But this is a judge or a magistrate of some kind. Yeah,
13: we are at as a country where we are so uh, literally have this suffer from this Trump derangement syndrome. Really, that it was it was like being in an epic twilight zone where no rules were allowed but for the other side. And then she goes out there and gloats and says she's going to buy France and a wardrobe and a motorcycle. She's she's
2: going to buy France.
13: I want everyone to remember, and I said this in my closing argument to the jury, she's here to get a check. And after this, she will continue. She didn't care, you know, about the defamation. She didn't, she cared about the publicity. And I argue that ad nauseum. Unfortunately, when you block a jury from seeing video footage, tweets that prove our case, when you block them from letting us have an expert, but they can have one, we were not allowed to have an expert. We tried twice. The judge wouldn't allow them in. Um, it is so obvious. And unfortunately, that jury in that silo wouldn't know that because they're not allowed on the Internet and they hear the rulings and they see a judge, you know, putting an attorney down. Then that that jury is going to believe whatever the judge is leading them to believe. And on appeal, those rulings will come up. The uh, one sidedness will come up and and we will prevail.
17: So Alina, you know a lot of these judgments, these monster judgments that come out. And for me, eighty-three million dollars because Trump says she's a nut job. I, I mean, how many times have you said that that person's a nut? It's insane. Eighty-three million. Well, no, he
2: and said he she was million million lying about. Stick, uh, especially because and he said she was lying about, the, about a sexual
17: assault. New York, this this clearly a, a group of people who dislike Donald Trump. What are the odds of the eighty-three staying or become or being reduced?
13: My advice to her would be not to go ahead and, and purchase any motorcycles or, or penthouse apartments.
17: Was it, could, could, did I get this right that she was initially awarded five million dollars, and they came for back for sexual
13: and, assault? And, oh, and then I want ahead. the world to remember something: we're it in a,
2: two separate trials. One was for the sexual assault; she was awarded five million. Then after that, Trump went around the fucking lying, essentially saying that she was well called her a liar and. Uh, she won, I believe, it was a defamation case. I'm not sure if it was defamation, libel, or uh, slander, but those are really hard cases to win in America, too.
13: Where George Floyd got 40-something million, people that have wrongful death get 10 million, but this jury awarded for defamation for a sitting president to deny an allegation to say, I didn't do that, I don't remember meeting this woman, and this actually works against sexual assault victims who are real Victims. That's what his statement said. As a sitting president, he had to address the press. Then the other statement was on the lawn going, you know, answering reporters. Again, he says, I did not do this, Um, $83 million, $83 million. People die and get less, die and get less. It's Trump derangement syndrome and beyond.
17: Yeah get it out of new york if you can move that venue if you get another trial if you can't can't get out of new york for
2: sure you can't get no no, it's 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 in the state of new york you can't you can change you can get a change of venue but not to a whole ass other state when the charges were filed in the state of new york get it out of new york get the fuck out of here that lady is such a bad attorney (laughs) and uh up next we got uh Nikki Haley talking about uh, Trump's campaign and his uh, legal fees on the Neil Cavuto show.
8: It just came out yesterday. Trump spent 50 million of his campaign dollars on legal fees on personal cases against him. Think about that. That's why he's not on TV in South Carolina. That's why he hasn't been here yet. That's why he's not doing rallies. Is because he's using all the money to pay for his legal fees for his own well, personal cases. Well, he could cases. also be looking at That's his poll the numbers,
12: Governor. So how do you I, I defeat? Well, he, he, you're right. He could be saying that. You know, I don't need to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm winning by. No, what I'm off. saying
8: is, how do you defeat? Go how ahead. do you defeat Joe Biden? If all of your money is going to legal fees, tell me that. He, out of his own mouth, said, I'm going to spend more time in a courtroom than I'm going to spend campaigning. That's a problem. All That's right. a well, problem me, because our country can't that. wait. There, there,
2: things could change. Things could change. <laughs> See, like, she, she, had, she had, needed to come out doing this from the jump, and she did not. It's too late. Too late, Nikki. You could have done this from the, from the jump, and you could have probably had a, a a chance, not a not a strong chance, but some chance. But you didn't do that. You didn't do that. You were afraid to do this from the jump. Now that you're doing it, it seems kind of feckless. It seems useless. It seems like it seems like you're desperate because she is. Up next, there's more. Here's some news on the. There was a robocall that went around. Um, people tell. Uh, basically, it was a edited audio of Joe Biden or deep fake audio of Joe Biden saying not to vote in the primary. And it's because you needed to save your vote for the general, <clears throat> which, I mean, it doesn't matter so much in the primary for the presidential primary, but there's other stuff on the fucking ballot. And you could imagine that uh, people would want to drive down uh, democratic turnout for other reasons. And that's why these uh, robocalls went out. Well, here's a uh, Donio Sullivan trying to track down <clears throat> the people who did these robocalls. He is on Jake Tapper's show.
17: Johnny, what'd you uncover?
9: Hey, Jake. Yeah, that's right. The New Hampshire Attorney General giving an update yesterday uh, on this investigation into a robocall that had an AI-generated version of President Biden's voice telling Democrats not to vote in the New Hampshire primary. The AG saying that that call might have gone up to up to 20,000 people uh, in New Hampshire. Now, I say it was an update yesterday because certainly the investigation seems to be very much ongoing. uh, But officials in New Hampshire pointing to two companies here in Texas for potentially uh, having some involvement in how that call uh, got how that call got made to so many people in New Hampshire naming two companies uh, Lingo and the other Life Corporation uh, we've come to Texas to try and get some answers from these companies ironically these companies that are involved in uh, making millions even billions uh, of robo calls to uh, Americans for years now uh, are not picking up the phone to us we went to Life Corporation's uh, headquarters Or an address that is associated with their business today in Arlington, Texas, is actually in a strip mall um, under another entity called Text to Survey. Uh, No answers uh, there. No answers from either uh, of these companies. But both the FCC and attorneys generals across the United States uh, coming down pretty hard on this. Now look. These companies seem to have uh, some involvement, certainly according to the New Hampshire Attorney General in this robocall. But ultimately what still remains a mystery is who created the fake and who and who paid for the fake. And 11labs uh, 11, 11 is a um, service online freely, uh, widely available for a small fee. You can make it sound like anybody uh, has said anything using AI. Expert analysis has found that that Biden fake was made using Eleven Labs technology. Eleven Labs telling us in a statement uh, that they take this sort of thing very seriously, that they won't comment uh, on specific cases, uh, but our understanding is that it was indeed made using that technology. So somebody uh, here knows who made for this, who paid for this, but unfortunately at the moment, Jake, we're not getting uh, answers uh, from the folks here in Texas, but we as well, uh, investigators, both federal and state, uh, keep looking into this. Seems- to me like the companies can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. Uh, That doesn't sound
6: like they're trying to be part of the solution there. There's also this altered video of President Biden that Meta, which owns Facebook, says can stay online even though they know it's been manipulated. Uh, Tell us about that.
9: Yeah, um, there's a video uh, on Meta, on Facebook specifically, uh, that essentially purports to show Biden behaving inappropriately toward a young woman, specifically, actually, his his granddaughter. The video has been edited in such a way to make it look like he's behaving inappropriately. It's false, uh, totally taken out of context and uh, didn't happen. Um, But... And Meta's, Facebook's rules on this, uh, according to Facebook's own oversight board, which is this kind of body of experts that Facebook has set up to try and deal with some of its more difficult content moderation decisions, uh, described Meta's policies uh, on AI, on deepfakes, on all this sort of stuff as incoherent, and describing uh, loopholes in those policies that are a danger to elections around the world this year. Now, over the past 24 hours or so, we have seen Meta come out and said they are going to start labelling some forms of AI content, but really only a very limited form of content that's made using um, certain software belonging to to major companies. But, Jake, look, you and I have spoken a lot about this uh, in the past few months, past few years, is that really what what we're going into here between these robocalls that are apparently coming out of strip malls in Texas and going to New Hampshire uh, to very... very misleading, I guess, types of content, video, audio that's being produced easily and shared online. It seems like many of the companies just do not know how to get their hands around this from the social media companies to the producers of this.
6: I think you're being nice. I think they don't care because they're making a lot of money. And so they're. they're, they're
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's it. As, that's the one.
6: That's somebody else's uh,
2: problem. But uh, then again, yeah, I think the my one. call's returned by them.
6: Donio Solomon, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Be sure to catch Donio on Great, uh,
2: Comrade Jake Tapper, uh, anti capitalist. Uh, up next, so they tried to impeach a Biden administration, um, a member of the Biden administration, over something. And um, <clears throat> apparently one of the things that they thought was going to help them is that a Democrat who was going to vote no on it was going to be in surgery. And um, this person was not in surgery. Uh, so here's the uh, Speaker of the House uh, talking about that. It was pretty, pretty dumb, pretty, pretty dumb pretty incoherent like what are you talking about you you didn't have the votes
1: uh, impeachment, I mean, what happened yesterday with the vote on Secretary Mayorkas? Why bring that to the floor if you didn't have the votes? And will you hold another
4: vote to impeach him?
7: Yeah, on impeachment, last night was a setback, but democracy is messy. We live in a time of divided government. Uh, we have a razor-thin uh, margin here, and every vote counts. Sometimes uh, when you're counting votes and people show up when they're not expected to be in the building, it changes the equation. But listen, we have a duty and a responsibility to take care of this issue. We have to hold. The secretary of the Department of Homeland Security accountable. Mayorkas needs to be held accountable. The Biden administration needs to be held accountable, and we will pass those articles of impeachment. Uh, we'll, we'll do it on the next round.
2: So it's the uh, Homeland Security uh, secretary. Um, <clears throat> I also kind of don't like this idea that like <clears throat> that you can't like vote remotely for like from uh, Congress if you're like in the hospital, <laughs> like if you have surgery you should be able to uh, vote on uh, things that come along as long as you're like sound mind or whatever, you know, this is, this is dumb as fuck. <clears throat> dumb as fuck. Here's a, here's Marjorie, the gathering also uh, talking about them sneaky, sneaky Dems with their, with their fake surgeries. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta love gotta love Marjorie, the gathering.
4: Let the Democrats like
19: hid one of these votes that they had, so it wasn't something that people would see.
4: Is that
19: something that Republicans... I'm
13: glad glad you asked that because, um, well, we can basically look look at this as a game, unfortunately, and their strategy. And they hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute, uh, watching to see our votes, um, trying to throw us off on the numbers that we had versus the numbers they had. So, yeah, that was a strategy at play tonight. So do you essentially...
2: Nice. Sneakily had people who are supposed to vote show up to vote. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Hit him from Marjorie the Gathering. She's like, oh, "If I would have known, if I only would have known, this would have been fine." The person showed up to vote. Like that's their job. You stupid fuck. Don't worry though. Here's Laura Ingram. She's like, "This may look like this may look like we uh we as Republicans uh suffered uh, a setback, but don't worry." It's actually just more evidence that we stay winning.
9: So don't let the Democrat media machine not for one second have you believe that just because the House came up short in impeaching Mayorkas that we're not on a winning roll here, because we are. The country is waking up. They're demanding real change, and they're looking away from Washington and toward the guy who had us going in the right direction just four years ago. And that's the very happy angle. Joining me now, uh,
2: uh, We we did a stupid. The Republicans did a stupid, but don't worry, it wasn't really a stupid. Uh we're gonna stay winning. Absolute fucking dumb fuck. Up next, <laughs> this is Oklahoma uh state senator uh Dusty Devers. We caught a glimpse of him early on noticed that he might be a bit of a problem i think that might have been kikyo in our community that was like hey uh, check out this guy well here he is on the uh michael knowles show talking about uh the dangers of uh, uh adult films shout out to right wing
24: watch every person looking at porn knows that it is condemning them there's not a single person who looks at it and says, oh, this is a good thing for me. This is a good thing for the people that I'm watching here. This what I'm seeing happen here, even if it's less violent, uh, is a good thing. There, Nobody is saying that because they have a conscience. They're created by God and their conscience is either approving them or accusing them before the holy character of God. So they already know, number one. Secondly, porn is defiling and what we see in the bedroom spills out into the outdoors. What happens indoors is always going to go outdoors mm. with porn. There's no closed door porn. What you're doing in your bedroom, what you're doing in private, is affecting my children. Mm. It's affecting my, my friends. It's affecting everybody. So uh, we get our rights from God. Government doesn't give us our rights. We, our Constitution says this very thing. We get our rights from God, and it is absolutely degrading and defiling, and it's domineering. It is controlling, and it's not as though it's free from a controlling uh, higher power. That higher power. Principalities and powers. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's principalities, powers, and rulers of the air, and they are setting up and waging war against humanity. And... What is good, right, and true is from God who created us. And so this is, it is a power. It's a spiritual warfare. And these people are, are getting, anyone who gets caught up in the pornography is caught up, not just in a power of flesh and blood, but a power that they aren't able to control, that's degrading them and seeking to eradicate their
2: use, their value, and true society. Like Somebody in chat said, "What what's on this guy's hard drive? Like, <clears throat> look at porn if you want. Fuck. And if you have ethical problems with it, there's amateur porn. You're not always going to. Some stuff is filmed to look like amateur porn. But if you have ethical problems with the porn industry, which you could. It is exploitative in uh, ways that industries are exploitative. Um, fucking get amateur porn. Do find some OnlyFans creators you like. Uh, watch cams, uh, live webcams of people that you believe to be uh, regular people just trying to make some money on it. There's ways around this. If you have a, th- but that's not their problem. Their problem is the porn existing in the first place because they're, um, oh, crazy. Crazy. And as a uh, lady B in the chat just said, I'd rather watch p- a pornography than watch that guy talk. Glad everybody stuck around even through that. We're going to skip a couple stories here because we are up against it. Time wise. We're pushing pretty hard up against two hours and I try to keep this show to an hour and a half. Um, but we can't not do these next three we got a popular british uh, tv show talks about uh, us prisons this is a uh, pretty pretty amazing actually what they're what they're going to say here and i believe they're right
23: Where are 1% of American adults? Jail. Yes. 3 million people are locked up. Well, 2.3, which is one in every 99.1 adults. No society in history has imprisoned more of its citizens than the United Mm. States of America. So 5% of the world are American, 25% of all prisoners. Isn't the real controversy with this the business? Well, that's true. It's also, as you say, right, it is a business. It's not just license plate. They make loads of stuff. You're not allowed to bring into America anything that's been made by forced labor or prisons. But in America, you can almost say, if you're so minded, that they've reinvented the slave trade. They produce... For example, 100% of all military helmets, ammunition belts, bulletproof vests, ID tags, and other items uniform, 93% of domestically produced paints, 36% of home appliances, 21% of office furniture, which allows the United States to compete with factories in Mexico, because, of course, obviously the workers can't refuse to work.
2: Yep. Yep. Like, the (laughs) the Brits don't have that much room to talk about uh, American history, but on the... uh, how many people we throw in, in prison thing? No, they, they do. They do. They don't, they don't, they're prison. They don't, they don't, they don't have the carceral state in the way that we do. It's just not the same. It's not even close. Um, good to see that. Good to see that. So up next, <laughs> got Eric Weinstein. Eric Weinstein on The Jesse Waters Show they are going to discuss VR. 12 uh,
16: microsecond delay, because what it is is a camera visualizing a screen and you're not seeing the eyes of the person, you're seeing a- I thought uh, I saw
14: a dinosaur. And that dinosaur came really close and I tried to punch it, went right through the head. And I'm just saying there's a lot of people that don't have i don't know the groundedness that i have that actually might jump off of a window just because they're trying to run away from a fake dinosaur and i just want to please I, for- <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no oh jesse waters sometimes is unironically very funny he's like oh shit they're just going to jump out the window instead of trying to punch the dinosaur
14: the no audience
2: psychedelics were available at fox
14: <laughs> well yeah. you'd be surprised at what we have here i just want to know do you have pants on Please tell me you have pants on.
2: Uh, well, we, we we can digitally render pants if that's important <laughs> to your audience. But my point, Jesse, yeah. is uh, I want to see all of that. Actually, that is probably a probably a really dumb fucking interview. Uh, Eric must need attention because he hasn't been uh, hasn't been interviewed by many people uh, lately. So Eric must be in desperate need of attention because he went on the water show. Up next, we got Brett. Brett's got a new theory about. Um, China and um, Chinese jeans sneakily generating an army. I don't know. Oh, this is on GB news. I don't know. The dude on the left in the fucking jean jacket is very deeply uncool. I've never even heard of this guy, but I, I can tell you the guy on the left is deeply uncool.
22: It's frightening to see a disproportionately young male population of, uh, what appear to be Chinese nationals moving towards the U.S. without our awareness.
17: Now, in in a past life, almost well, you are an evolutionary biologist, which gives you that perspective on everything that you look at. You know, even that
2: we're, guy we're, was we're, like in a past life. Well, <laughs> no, that was right. The past life
17: about, you know China uh, having experienced its one child policy. There's a there's a, a, a an imbalance in the male female demographic in that country. Uh, As a biologist, when you look at uh, us as a species, do you get an insight about what might be happening?
22: Yes, and it's a disturbing one. There's a principle in biology and evolution that sex ratios tend to default to -to one-to-one. And the reason for that is because although males and females are different in the way they reproduce, on average, they produce the same number. Of offspring so when a population has a surplus of males it makes sense to produce a female and when it has a surplus of females it
2: makes sense to produce a male so the the problem here he's not going to tell you what the ratio is at its peak the ratio is 57 percent men in china now my understanding is it's down to like 52 53 percent so it's not this like it's not this, you know, like two to one or some shit like you would assume that it is based on like the way he's talking about this or even 60, 40.
22: The question is, why does that logic not apply in China? If if you were a Chinese couple and you were going to have a child, if there was a surplus of males, it would make sense to have a female because not only would she be certain to find a mate, but she would have Uh, her choice because she would be in high demand so the fact that the charge did not obtain in china is curious and it made me wonder if there is an evolutionary adaptation at a higher level in which populations sometimes produce a surplus of males uh in preparation for war what um so i it is only a hypothesis but in seeing a i mean
2: that that calling a hypothesis seems a bit uh, generous
22: of military age males flowing from China through the Darien Gap into Central America and up to the United States. I have to wonder if this might not be
2: a so military age, by the way, doesn't really mean anything. It could be anything from like 16 to 45 or something.
22: Military force waiting for orders that is being deployed covertly in the midst of a migration that makes it hard for
2: us to recognize it crazy town it's a great replacement shit he's like oh there are chinese people are coming in and they're all military age but the problem okay so one of the problems here <clears throat> a lot of times they'll separate people when they um, when they show up so if you see a line of just men from china Those are men from China. You don't know if there's another line of women from China that they're not showing. Those people maybe came with their partners and they got separated and separating families. Also, the military age doesn't mean anything. I don't think he, this is just his interpretation based on what he's seen that these people are military aged. I don't know what that means. Um, People, people in their sixties aren't going to be doing that kind of uh, traveling on foot unless, unless there's a. Fucking really dire reason for doing so. So yeah, a lot of migrants tend to be younger because they can manage the travel on foot um, and via other methods. Of course, people hop trains and find other ways to get uh, where they're going. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, mostly younger people. That's just going to be the nature of what's going on. It's not. It's not some uh, replacement. It's just the nature of trying to travel without any resources. It's easier when you're younger. I'm getting to the age where it would be very difficult for me to do it. Um, but when I was twenty-five, I probably could have pulled it off. Does that make me military age? Maybe. Brett Weinstein's an idiot, and we're watching him spiral now as his influence in the anti-vaccine um, movement starts to wane. I don't know if it's because he's not that interesting, or if it's just because the the old school, like Del Big Tree and everybody, are kind of freezing him out. I don't know, but his influence in that is uh, definitely starting to wane. And so we're going to watch him get crazier and crazier and crazier. Unfortunately, we've put him on what's called academic probation around here, which means we don't really run long form stuff from him unless something incredibly crazy comes up. Or if we have homozygote on the show, if Marcus comes on and wants to do long form Brett and Heather, Marcus is always welcome to come do an intellectual dollar trade to check in on that. Anyway, that's the podcast part of the show. Thanks, uh, everybody who's watching live. And uh, thanks, podcast listeners. If you're watching live, don't go anywhere we're going to go into red light. Um, if you're listening to the podcast and you want the rest of the show, hit up patreoncom slash Echoplex or even better, go to eplex.store $5 or more a month gets you the entire audio video capture of this, the down ballot. That's Tuesday's Wednesday for the uh, intellectual dollar tree. I think that's our three podcasts. Now oh, and we also have how the tech are you, but there's no post game for that. And there'll also be some uh, bonus material coming from the media, which we're probably going to put out a podcast feed for her stuff. And uh, live viewers, don't forget to tune in. That would be tomorrow morning and uh, Tuesday morning to check out the Media Wench's live stream about Shasta and uh, other sort of more maybe horse race uh, American national politics stuff. I am now going to change the color of the lights in this room and change the uh, contents of my beverage, and we're going to go into red light. I've got some weird shit. Uh, Thanks for uh, tuning in, and I'll see everybody in just a moment. Or uh, a a little over four of them. Or is a moment a minute and a half? Anyway, whatever.